Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. This morning uh, I want to speak to you from out of Isaiah chapter 40 and I want to read from verses 1 to 5. Verses 3 to 5 will come up on the screen but I want to bring verses 1 to as well. So I'm reading from the New King James Version. Comfort ye, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And then John 1.23, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace in the matchless and the most wondrous name of Jesus, the name that is above every name. And Father, I pray that as I bring this message that you've laid so heavily on my heart, Lord God, that you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. That, Lord, I would portray and bring, Lord God, truth through what you've shown me in these last days, Father God. Father, that each one of us would receive, Lord, not my truth, but your truth. Father, that you would speak into every heart this morning, Lord God, right at each point of need for those that are here and those that are online as well, Father. And Lord, that every one of us would leave this place knowing you more, loving you more, understanding more what you want to do in us and through us. And Father, I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour in Jesus' most precious name. And everyone said... Amen. My message title today is Let's Get This Straight. Who's ever been involved in some sort of a conflict or an altercation and someone said to you, now let's get this straight? (laughs) And you sort of go cringe. Well, God's been speaking to me. Let's get this straight, Robin. I want you to know this. So, who's ready for a journey this morning? Yeah. Welcome, you guys. It's good to see you. Welcome home. Right, let's look at the context of when this was written. Um, It was after the death of Jeroboam II when Israel fell into decline. So I just want to give you a bit of an historical context so you understand where this is coming from. And this period in history was characterised by so much political instability and there was assassinations of uh, six kings in 25 years during that period of time and then eventually the northern kingdom of Israel was finally destroyed. Isaiah 40 is the first chapter in the section known as the Deutero-Isaiah, which is, um, that covers chapters 40 through to 55. And it dates from the time of the Israelites' exile or their time in captivity in Babylon, um, around 598 BC, for those of you who are real history buffs. So the Lord in Isaiah verse. 1 to 5, chapter 40, highlights the overall means by which 
He redeems and he uses his people. And there's three stages in this this, uh, portion of scripture which absolutely and perfectly correspond with New Testament teachings of, of Christ and of Christian living. And um, that is that the Lord justifies, the Lord sanctifies, and the Lord glorifies his people. The word of comfort that is brought in this chapter is about the restoration and reconciliation of God to his people. You know, this church, we've been praying in our prayer meetings in the morning. Um, three R's for this church. Radical culture, that is culture that is not known in the world. Restoration of souls and reconciliation of people to God. And I just believe that's the word in season for our church, in the season that we're in, a time of growth, a time of expansion, a time of healing. And so this this passage of scripture has spoken so clearly to me um, coming through these last few years and knowing what God wants to do in the future here in this beautiful church and in Murray Bridge and throughout as we minister in his love and with the passion for Jesus and making the main thing the main thing, knowing that without Jesus we have no hope, without God in our lives there's no hope for us and we can try and work as much as we can and and do the things we can, but unless it's God that's leading us and God that's guiding us and it's God that's comforting us, we cannot sustain any pace. But he leads us in triumph when we're in that flow of his spirit and we're walking in him in all things that he wants to do. Amen? Amen. Who's excited about Jesus this morning? Oh, I get so, so excited when I start to talk about Jesus. You may have noticed it. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's doing incredible things. He's doing incredible things in my life, in your life. And if you haven't noticed it yet, get ready because he's about to break through in your life and do amazing things. Amen? Amen. All right, let's get into it. You know how this passage of Scripture was... The Babylonian captivity and and God was saying to his people, I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to bring you back out of captivity. And as I was reading this scripture, I realized, you know, before I came to Christ, before we came to Christ, we were held captive in the world. We were in a type of Babylon. We were in a place where we were a slave to the conditions that we were living in. But when Jesus came into our lives, he brought us into a place of incredible hope and life and set us free from all of those things that held us bound. And so there's such an incredible um, truth in this scripture that this is Old Testament, yes, but not what one jot or one tittle of the law passes away because we bring it all through into Christ and we bring that law in into the grace that is ours through Christ Jesus our Lord. And that excites me incredibly. So you don't, it doesn't matter how far you've been away from him or how far that you've walked as Carolyn, Pastor Carolyn spoke in, in communion, you've been on a prodigal path, you've walked away, you, you've been with the pigs, so to speak, and I don't mean any offence by that, but Christ Jesus comes into our world and he calls us and he says, here, come, daughter, here, son, I'm going to sit you on the rock. The rock is Jesus. The rock is the one that we can stand on and build on and work our life upon and trust in and adhere to and cleave to. And he can make 
incredible things out of a mess. He can make a message out of a mess that my life has been, maybe your lives have been as well. So should we get into it? All right. Okay. So how does this apply to us today? Well, when you look at how our lives have been and how our lives are, we understand that we're works in progress and that we are moving forward towards all things that God wants to do. You know, I think about all the roadworks that are happening around the state at the moment and it slows traffic down. And I just want to go off on a bit of a tangent here for a minute. So what they're doing, what road workers are doing is making a way. They're adjusting, they're altering and ultimately preparing for greater function of that road. And the passage that we're looking at today is God preparing in us, making a way in us that God wants to make straight our path. He wants to raise our valleys. He wants to bring down our mountains. He wants to make that crooked straight a direct line crooked path a direct line so let's get into it Isaiah 40 verse 3 the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord prepare the way of the Lord so what is that saying to us what's wilderness the wilderness is a place where few people will dwell the wilderness can be a place of loneliness it can be a place of discomfort it can be a place of confinement it can be a place of personal inconvenience. It can be an unfriendly, unfamiliar surrounding and it can be a place which is so barren, so barren of anything that displays life. But when we are in a place of wilderness, it's a place where all our distractions can be taken away. It's a place where... God will meet with you where you can call upon his name and he'll meet with you and he will show you incredible things. It's a place where Christ is formed in you through those wilderness experiences. And it's a place where when we see God for who he truly is without all of the distractions and comparisons that we might live in in our world, God can meet us in that solitary place and show us his incredible beauty, his incredible power, his amazing, all-consuming love for us and his plan for us in the midst of what we're walking through. You see, others can be part of our lives and we all have a circle, a sphere of influence. We've got family, friends, partners sometimes, maybe children, grandchildren, parents, and all of that is part of what your life, the sum of your life looks like. But at the end of the day, when the sun goes down and you go to bed and you go to sleep, it's just me and Jesus. And you know, when your life is busy and you come to that place where your wilderness experience has been so life-changing, it's when you meet with God and you really meet with him face to face where he can work in you what only he can work in you and it's the most incredible thing ever he will strengthen us in those wilderness experiences and he strengthens us so that the glory that shines through us is all him and not us so that we can go out and talk about what God has done in our lives and through us and when we hear from him when we truly hear from him we get revelation we get revelation of who he is, how incredible he is and what he wants to do in our lives. 
And then he gives us the information. You see, with information without revelation is useless. When we know all the things, but we don't have that revelation from God, we don't know what to do with it. But when he brings that revelation, then he gives us the application. Am I doing good for a Bible college student? (laughs) I know these things because I walk through them and you guys walk through them as well. Knowing that God is good. God is amazingly good and no matter how hard your life may be in periods of your life that you walk through, God is great, he is good, he is awesome, he is with you, he never leaves you, he never forsakes you, he holds you in the palm of his hand, nothing can separate you from his love and when you are in that wilderness experience, look to God because he's there, right there with you and he wants to show you incredible things in that place of wilderness. And then he says, prepare the way, make God, make way for God to move in your life, in your life, in your circumstances, in your marriage, in your home, in your ministry. Make way for the hand of God to work. And it begins with a choice, choose this day. Today I am choosing to make way for God in my life. There's a scripture that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's a choice. It's an act of will. It's a choice. And God wants us to prepare our hearts, to make room in our hearts for him and more of him, but also for our mind and making a decision to follow him that no matter what happens, like Jesus when he came into Jerusalem, he set his face like flint. He set his face, his face like flint and he walked down that Palm Sunday path because he knew what he'd come to do. He knew the whole purpose that he was sent to earth for. It was to die in our place. That Jesus was going to pay the price for us that none of us could pay. And he set his face like flint, it says, like hard stone, unchangeable, eyes on the prize and we are the prize. We are part of that prize. Isn't that an incredible thing? That Jesus loves us so much that he died the death that only he could die for us. Does that make you grateful? Does it move you? It moves me every time I think about it. Preparing your heart and your mind, it's a state of repentance. It's saying, Lord, I messed up. I'm sorry. Forgive me. God's Faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's making room for him, prioritising our time and our agenda. It's taking responsibility for your own life, not for the life of somebody else, but for your own life. And saying, the life I live, I give to you now, my Lord and my God. Preparing the way as as an attitude of mind, it's a state of mind and it's an obedience to what God wants to speak into you and understanding who he has made you to be the gifts and the talents that he's placed in your life and that you are not disqualified from serving him no matter what your past has been your future is assured in him when you come back to him and say Lord God I messed up forgive me I turn away and repentance is an act of turning away from the life that we've had and the sin that we've lived and as many times as we do that God will always forgive us for what we've been away from him for the things that we've done he is amazing 
It's understanding that it's a place where we can come to be in the presence of God and in some small part understand how incredible our God is. We will never truly understand the awesomeness of God this side of eternity. We will never truly understand. But I've said in my heart and in my mind every day, I want to know you more, God. I want to love you more, God. I want to be more obedient to you. I want to trust you more. It's a state of mind. And it's in your spirit where you say, everything I am, all that I ever have, all that I've ever been, all that I am and all that I will be, it's in you. And sometimes it's a daily surrender. Sometimes it's an hour-by-hour surrender. Or is that just me? Some days it's harder than others. It's true. But it's a refocusing and a realigning of the things that are really important in life. And I say to the team sometimes, God first... Marriage, God made marriage before he made ministry (laughs) and then we serve him to the extent that we're able. That's the order in God. It's not in my past but it's a now decision. I am preparing the way for God to move in me and through me and it's a choice that we all get to make. And there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because no matter what our past has been, if God brings conviction then we need to act on that conviction because it's the Spirit of God moving on your heart and your soul to say, this is what I want you to do. And you can lay aside those weights that would hinder you so that you can then run with endurance the race that God sets for you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher or the perfecter, one version says. Living my life for him. Just turn to your partner and say, I'm living my life for him. (laughs) Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. What does make straight mean? The the Hebrew is yasha, to be straight, right, upright, pleasing and good. And it's often translated as direct into the English as well. So making straight a highway for our God. John 1.23, John the Baptist said, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. You see, John the Baptist cried out for us all to get ready, for us to make straight the path, to be ready for Jesus, because he was proclaiming Jesus coming. And Jesus came down the hill. And John the Baptist said, I'm not worthy to even untie his straps on his sandals, because he saw Jesus for who he was, understood that he was the King of kings and Lord of lords. And it wasn't long after that that John Baptist lost his life. He was beheaded because he damned Herodias's wife's daughter, you know, Salome. She danced and, and John lost his head as a result of all of that. So sometimes it's going to cost you. But you know we live in the greatest nation in the world where we can freely speak Jesus, where we can freely preach the gospel, where we can talk about our faith without getting condemned all the time anyway. And we know that time's coming where the night is coming where no man can do that work. So work while it's still day. So for us, as we make straight in the wilderness the path, It's getting our highway straight together. So like when you make a road, what happens? It's it's 
All roads are made according to a plan. They're prepared, they're surveyed, it's pegged and it's planned and drawn up. Boulders are removed, stones are removed. Some rocks and stones are brought in to raise up the level. And then the grader comes in when you're making a road in the natural and pushes things into place and moves things out of place. And then there's water that's poured all over that road to settle it all. Over and over, over and over again, back and forth. The water breaks down the resistance and the crushing of the bumps and the lumps that come, then the rolling and the rolling and the rolling. <laughs> and then the lines are marked and then the road starts to take shape and then they start to pour tar on it, the hot sticky tar, to pull all the bits together to form a great foundation. The water of the word and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives makes straight the road in our life and we can choose whether we allow God to do that work or not. See, we might have great boulders and great lumps in our lives that we think, oh, I can't deal with this. In our weakness is his strength made perfect. And so when God starts to work in our life and says, I want to deal with this now or I want to deal with that now, Allow the water of the word, let the word do its work, let the power of the Holy Spirit minister to you as God does what only God can do. People can't change you, philosophies can't change you, diets can't change you, exercise programs can't change you. It's only the power of the Holy Spirit that can change you and make what you because God sees your potential. He knows what you're able to do. And sometimes we are so bowed down by the weights and things in our lives that get in the way that we cannot even see what's possible. But when we fix our eyes on Jesus, when we look at what he wants to do in us and when we trust him by faith, we know that he is making straight our path. He's preparing that road in the wilderness. And God's plan for us is to make straight those highways. He wants to straighten us out. Let's get this straight. Fill in all the gaps. Raise the valleys. Pull down those mountains that are in the way that are preventing us from moving on in God. You see, if we are content in God and if we are comfortable in God, we are not where we need to be. Because God is a God who continues to create. He's created God and he's working in us and he wants to work through us. And just when you think you've got where you need to be, he says, now this. And just when you think that you've achieved something, it's like, no, there's more. It's like when Jesus got in the boat with the disciples and said, let's cross to the other side. And they're on their way over and it was like they'd worked all day. And Jesus said, no, let, let's go. There's more. So sometimes we can achieve something in our life. And feel like we can rest and, yeah, well, that's it now. No, there is more. There is so much more in God. And God wants to take us through onto the other side. He wants to complete in us what he's placed in us. So that every one of us will die empty. Because when God's put a commission in our lives, he's put a plan in our lives. Unless we outwork that plan, we go to the grave carrying the very things that God wanted to work in us and through us. And God is a perfect God. We are imperfect vessels. We're works in progress. And when God wants to work in us, he wants to make that path straight for us. He wants to, to roll out those bumps. He wants to pour the water of the Holy Spirit on to make the dust settle just so that that road will be made straight. 
And we get to partner with the God of creation in doing this. Isn't that an incredible thought? Oh, he is so good. (laughs) He is amazing. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And we, we might have a sense of destiny in God because his word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. And unless we are looking too far ahead, the light to our feet and lamp is for one step at a time. And we can basically know where God wants us to lead, be led by his spirit. But sometimes I think we would be so overwhelmed by the enormity of what God wants to do in us if we saw too far ahead. So it's trusting in our todays. It's planning to die of a very old age, but it's living our life today like it was our very last day because none of us knows how long we've got. But we plan and we move forward in the things he wants to do. It's choosing. Every valley shall be exalted. Are you with me? Yeah, every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. So what are the valleys? The valleys in our lives that we deal with can be reputation. Low spots in our lives can be unforgiveness, can be depression, can be sickness, can be obstacles and traps that have brought you down. It could be addictions. A valley can be a dependence on something other than God which can suppress you. It can hurt you. It can be fear that keeps you in a valley. Unbelief, failures and failures in relationships, regret and shame, and I could go on. But those valleys in our lives can be a deep, dark place. And God wants to exalt those valleys. He wants to bring those valleys up. So the opposite also applies. What are mountains? Mountains can be obstacles. They can be mindsets. In the natural, there are huge natural boundaries that can't be passed or not without a lot, a lot of effort. But those mountains can also be wrong beliefs. The way we perceive God, the way we understand God and what he wants to do in us and through us. We can have a wrong concept of God and that can be a mountain that we can't get over until God pours his presence upon us and says, Here I am, my precious child. I want to bring you up this valley. And I want to take you through the top of the mountain. I'm going to bring that mountain down. Pastor Vic and I used to always pray, Lord, if you put a mountain in front of us, give us the strength to climb it because we don't want to go round and round the mountain. Let us do it once and let us do it well and let us do it in you. So if you're facing a mountain in your life today, believe that God has a plan for you. He has the way for you to strategize up that mountain and through onto the other side. Because we know we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We're above our circumstances. But in the natural, we have to navigate our way through it. And God gives us the ability to do that when we're walking with him. Prepare the way. Holy Spirit will fill our lives And it's his love and his power that gives us the ability to overcome those inadequacies or insecurities or weakness or even an overconfidence in that we can do everything and yet if we're not doing it in him, we can be as confident as we like but it's not going to be built according to the pattern that God has for us. 
The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. You know, when I was in primary school, I can remember my maths teacher saying to me, this, the most direct line from one place to another is a straight line. So if we're zigzagging our way through life and not going from A to B, we're wasting a lot of energy and we're wasting a lot of time in not going directly the way that God wants us to go. That shortest direction. So God says in this scripture, he's bringing these captives back from Babylon and he wants to make those crooked paths straight. Isn't that an amazing thought? That if you're feeling like you're just weaving from side to side, look to Jesus and he's going to give you the path that you need to take. If you look to Jesus, he will strategize with you. He will show you this is the way, walk ye in it. This is the way, walk ye in it, in his strength, according to his timing. Because if we're trying to do something outside of God's timing, it's either going to be like bringing a baby into the world early. It can be either a failure to thrive or, or worse. So God's timing in building is the most essential thing. We can do it in the natural, but when we do it in the supernatural, we can overcome. He will prepare the way as we fix our eyes on him and he will show us the way because he wants to supernaturally prepare us and heal us and direct us and lead us and guide us for his glory, not for ours. Because then people will look and say, how did you manage that? And it's to give him glory. How did you manage to do that after that happened? Jesus. All we can say is we walk in obedience to him most of the time. Amen. In God's strength, not ours. His way, his kingdom, his plan, his timing. So we can say like Jesus, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we're in a place of incredible strain and struggle, just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Matthew 27, 42, he said, He went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my Father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And that's my prayer. Not my will, but your will be done. So no matter what you're going through, God will give you the strength to walk as you're walking in obedience to him. Whatever has been, whatever has, is to come, whatever's happening now, yield to God, yield to him and say, Lord, your will be done in me. Because emotionally, the highs and the lows can leave you in a place of real imbalance and God wants to bring balance into our life so that we're not swayed with every wind of doctrine or everything that comes against us as well. So that God, in God, that we can walk in that place where we plateau out into balance in him. Like when Jesus was on the boat and the storm came up and Jesus spoke peace to the storm and he was in that boat and he was in a place where he was asleep in that boat and yet there was peace in that. And so we might be in the midst of a storm, but when we've got Jesus in our boat with us, we can say peace because Jesus will speak peace into us. And so we can see the stormy seas around us and the things that are happening around us. And yet we can know that God is with me 
If God is for me, who can be against me? The storm won't come against me. The circumstances won't come against me because my God loves me, has a plan for me, and he's going to lead me through. So when we've got that, it puts us in a place. We are emotionally balanced. And some say, well, you know, you cry all the time. Yeah, I cry all the time. But it's because I love my God. And I just want to be so sensitive to my God. And so peace and joy and contentment is not the absence of trials, but it's the presence of God in your life as you go through those trials. And so God wants to speak that balance into our lives so that we have our life prioritised that it's I'm serving my God. I'm serving my God to the best of my ability. And um, Come what may, I will continue to proclaim the praises of him who loved me, who died for me, who brought me out of darkness and brought me into a place of light and strength. And we can all say that because he's a wonderful God. He's an incredible God. And seek him daily. Serve him so that the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh shall see it. So preparing for the glory of God, I just really sense that God. Isaiah is speaking that concept of God's glory as a breakthrough of God's reality into our lives and the life of this church and the life of this community that we're serving here. The greatness and the glory of God is going to be revealed as we prepare the way for him, for him to be seen, for him to be glorified. It's all about him, it's in him and it's through him and it's by him and it's with him and without him there's nothing. Isaiah 35, I can tell I've been in the book of Isaiah this week, can't you? Isaiah 35, it's the highway of holiness and this is written in a place of wilderness. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb sing. For waters shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. In the habitation of jackals where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and a road and it shall be called the highway of holiness. Expect miracles in your life as you prepare the way for God. Expect miracles things that have been obstacles to be removed. Expect valleys to be exalted. Expect those mountains to come down. Expect that those crooked paths are going to be made straight. And expect that those paths are going to be made smooth as you walk in him as well. You see, the glory of God as we prepare the way for him is going to bring those miracles into our lives and into the house. And we're going to see incredible things happen. We saw an incredible answer to prayer this week where a little girl 
who was brought back from dead, a two-year-old child who was brought back from drowning for death, is now running and leaping and running around and absolutely healed in God. We're seeing miracles. We're starting to see those miracles. But it's for those that we would keep our eyes on Jesus and stay in the Word and stay in prayer and stay in fellowship and be seeking after Him and all that He wants to do in us and through us. And this place, which without the river here in the natural, would be a desert will be like that Isaiah 35 passage where it will be that highway of holiness and God is going to be seen and he will be revealed and his glory will be seen in this place despite us. Amen. Amen. I'm excited. I'm really excited. You see, that way he gets all the glory. All the glory because it's all about him. But we partner with him. We choose. Lord, Work in me and work through me because no matter how weak we might feel, 2 Corinthians says, my grace is sufficient for you for in my weakness is his strength made perfect. So God can make incredible things out of nothing. He created the world, he spoke and it became And the waters were separated from the land and it was all gathered up. And the one word from God and can bring these things to pass. One word from God, one the master. I can't, but he can. Amen. So we prepare the way for him to move in us. Haggai 2.9. The glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace. So hungering and thirsting after him. And we're talking about the first, second temple in Israel, in Jerusalem. But the latter house, I believe, is the times we're living in because Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. He's coming back for a church, for a bride without spot and wrinkle. And he's coming back for a people who are ready And he's coming back for a people who prepared the way for him. And you don't hear that preach very much, but I might be going to do some more on this, I think. (laughs) Where is Pastor Vic when we need him? Hallelujah. We make room for him. We're going to see the miracles. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So as we wait upon him, make way for him, make way in our lives, prepare the way. His power, his spirit in us, through us, that he gets all the glory. Let me just reiterate. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh will see it, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Are we ready? Are we ready 
for him to do what he wants to do. We get to choose. Father God, we thank you today for your word in this house. Lord, we thank you that your word is truth, your word is life. Father God, I thank you that, Lord, as I've brought this message this morning, I just pray that everyone in this place would have received what you wanted them to receive, Father God, not one one bit more or one bit less, Lord God. I pray, Father God, if there be anyone in this house, Lord God, that doesn't know you as Lord and Saviour, that they would now call out to you for those online as well. Making way for you, Lord God, starts with salvation. Father, I pray right now, if there be anyone, that as we pray this prayer now, people will make decisions for you. So pray after me, people. Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge I'm a sinner, but I thank you that you made a way for me by dying on the cross for me, that you shed your blood for me. And because of that, I can have total forgiveness. I ask you to take my life, to make me what you want me to be. I ask you to fill me with your spirit and lead me in your path. I give my life to you now and declare Jesus is Lord of my life. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, please get in touch with us. We would love to resource you and help you on your way as you begin a walk with Jesus. But for those of us that are here today that have acknowledged that they're in a wilderness place, Lord, I pray for those of us in wilderness places, Lord God. I pray, Father God, for an embracing of that wilderness, Lord God, so that we can each meet with you right at our point of need, Lord God. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would show us the things you want us to know. Father, that you would minister to us right at that place where no one else knows but you. What we need in you, Father God. I ask you, Lord, to make straight in the desert of my life that highway that I will make room for you. I will get out of the way so you can do in me and through me what you want to do, Lord God. I pray, Father God, for those valleys of depression and anxiety and discouragement to be exalted as we come to you now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, for every mountain, every obstacle in the way of us, Lord, to be brought low as we fix our eyes on Jesus now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And God, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour because it's all about you. Father, make way the straight, narrow path for us as we look to Jesus in our lives now, not thinking about what has been, but looking to you and what you would say in us and through us and do in us and through us in your perfect timing, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.